Hey guys, Dr. T here, and on today's show, I'd like to talk about pain. Couple things, couple things. When I started practicing vet med, which is not too long ago in the distant future, but older than many of you viewers here, um, not too long ago in the distant future. Oh my, oh my, oh my. I am thinking of multiverse, uh, all this different timelines. There's so many things going on. I've been, you can tell I've been binge watching Netflix and watching the latest episode of the Marvel movie. I apologize for that. But many moons ago when I started practicing, there was a board certified surgeon, which is a specialist, a veterinary specialist in surgery who did not administer pain meds for the orthopedic surgeries that he sent home. And his answer was, keeps them quiet, keeps them still. So you can see that even before his time, this this dude was a little backwards, I guess. Yes, he was. Um, even before his time, when I was in vet school, long before that, pain management was huge. And to not do pain management in pets for many things, we'll get into that on this video, is just not best medicine. So yes, animals feel pain. Yes, I'm going to tell you how to look for signs of pain in pets. And for those of you who probably, and I've seen this more than once out of practice, you know, I, I, have to, I have to promote two things, feline health and feline male neuter pain management. And I'll get to that later. But yes, animals do feel pain. So let's define pain. The internal association for the study of pain defines pain as an unpleasant sensory or emotional experience associated with the actual or potential tissue damage. It's a noxious stimulus, whether it's crushing, cutting, or burning, that activates the receptors in our tissues to send signals to the brain where they generate multiple responses. So the bottom line is animals have the same pain sensors in the same tissues as we do. And those sensors then generate neurological signals that then travel up to the brain. And then the brain goes, oh, we're in pain over here in the hand, let's say. I'm going to send a signal so that hand can then do a muscular or movement response to pull away from the pain. So yes, animals have exactly the same type of sensory receptors and motor neuron responses that lead to stimulus response to physical action. Okay. And what I will say, and this is my personal opinion, is that we in the human world, myself included, are the wussies of the animal kingdom. When, when something out, when something does us to us, we pull a muscle, we do something, we have a little bit of joint pain, everyone knows about it. When your pets are doing that, you may not notice. They may be subtle signs, they may work through it. And so more often than not, when I'm in a situation where I know that the pet is in pain, and we have those clients, and I still get that every time. And you may be one of them, and I'm not going to fault you for that. But a general comment that I see in practice is, oh, they don't, 
they're not in pain. They don't seem like they're in pain. And and it's 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 something that I really need you to be open about that yes, they feel pain. So if you have an eight-year-old dog or cat, I can guarantee you there are arthritic changes going on in them, and I can guarantee you that arthritis is painful. Arthritis isn't painful in us, it's painful in them. So I need you to understand that whole concept. What we do as veterinarians is we're trained to A, assume pain or look for signs. And I'm going to share those signs with you. So is there signs like constant licking, cleaning? Are they slow to move? Do they take extra long time in the morning to stretch and get ready? Decreased appetite is a common sign of pain. Restlessness, I hear about this all the time, especially older dogs at night have difficulty settling. Now, it could be anxiety, it could be behavioral as well, but a lot of times in a senior pet, it could be painful as well. And then here's the kicker in cats. A lot of people don't realize that their cat is in pain. And so I I talk about things like, um, is there a hesitancy, hesitancy to jump? Do they have this sort of, okay, okay, okay. Something that they were able to jump on easily as a youngster, there's a hesitancy and the, before they go, a lot of times do they make it or not? You know, I, I find that, that, that sort of thing happening. If they're in a lot of pain, you will hear vocalization. So I had a dog hit by a car standing on my exam table. I'm palpating the leg in question. He is not showing any sort of quick pain response. I take a radiograph, x-ray as we call them, of the back leg and his femur was broken. So just to give you an idea of where we stand, I really don't know a human that would be able to tolerate things like that. So other signs, are they limping? Are they stiff? Are their muscles tense? When we see pets with back pain or pancreatitis, which can be very painful, they are tense, they're arched. They're showing you signs like that. Some dogs will become aggressive if they're in pain and it's not uncommon. Oh yeah, you know, my kid was touching him or we were petting him and he went and he tried to bite me. That could definitely be a sign of pain. Cats, are they hiding? When cats hide, they're sick. Guaranteed. Are they just not a happy version of themselves? Do they appear lethargic? Do they neglect their grooming? And a lot of times you'll see in facial expressions, pets smile. You can see that. Are they not smiling? Are they just in almost a fearful mode? Those are the types of things you can see with pain. And a lot of times I will do to convince some pet parents that their pet's in pain. I'll say, hey, let's do a trial course of pain management. I always want to make sure that metabolically they're doing well, that they have recent blood work or good blood work before that because a lot of the pain managements we use are aspirins, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs as we call them. And they are metabolized by the liver and you have to make sure the liver and kidney function are good prior to doing this. And then we want to maintain that. So this is another push for the importance of doing blood work on a regular basis. 
And the other thing that I I will personally have, and, and maybe you do too, is there's different type of aspirins for us out there. There's there's Advil or ibuprofen. There's Tylenol. Um, the first, Advil, will upset my stomach. It works great on muscle pain, but it will upset my stomach. Tylenol, much less so. And so it's this, this time I need to interject. See these? These are typical NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories or aspirins that we take. Advil, ibuprofen, Aleve, same family, Tylenol, acetaminophen. Do not give these to your pets. I repeat, do not give these to your pets. They are toxic. In the pet world, the aspirins, so to speak, the NSAIDs, yes, they can have an upset stomach, so I usually say give it with the meal and see how things go. But getting back to my trial of pain management, when I put some dogs that I know are painful and I convince that client to do a trial of pain management five, seven days-ish, the first thing I say is, are they a new dog on that? Do they act like a younger version of themselves? Are they happier? Are they more active? Everything. And you see that. You see that. And it's not uncommon in if I do a dental on a senior pet and we have an extraction, I send them home with pain management, that they'll, they'll comment later that their joints, they, they were after the pain management stopped, they weren't moving as well. Um, I recently had a mass removal dog that I sent home with pain, pain management. And after the pain management stopped, about a week or two later, mom calls me up and says, you know, my dog's, my dog's in pain. That's a win-win for me because now she's recognizing the signs of pain. And then we talked about the use of, of NSAIDs, aspirin for long-term pain management. So you can really help your veterinarian by looking for the signs of pain in your pet. And the other thing is, uh, I'll just put a little plug, finish the meds. When we send home a week's worth of meds, finish those meds, please. It, 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 it hits a core deep wound in me when people, oh, I have meds left over from last time. What do you mean you have meds left over from last time? Please finish those meds. Finish, finish those meds. Um, so how can you at home help me with decreasing pain management? Well, number one is look for the signs. Another thing that is deeply painful are disease processes. We already talked about arthritis, but dental, dental disease, dental pain, infections, incredibly painful. Anyone out there have a toothache? You will understand that. Ear infections, ear infections can be incredibly painful. So the way you can decrease pain is if you notice dental pain or infection, get your regular dental cleanings done by your vet. If you notice any sort of really stinky mouths, if you see, if you see pus, that's definitely infection. Red flame gums, you want to get your veterinarian to look at that. Ear infections, definitely want to get them dealt with. I always tell pet parents, I say, listen, put yourself in their shoes. If you had an ear infection, oh, it can wait a few days. Can it? Would you tolerate something like that? That's very painful. Plus, it's an infection. We need to deal with it. The other thing I want to talk about is that in we always do pain management definitely for surgical situations, as I discussed, um, dental um, orthopedic for sure. Uh, when Dr. Ting comes into surgery, definitely going home with pain management. Um, any sort of surgery, last, uh, you know, spays, neuters, um, laceration repairs, abscesses, anal gland abscesses, anal gland disease, a lot of things can cause pain. And a lot of 
opportunities for pain management. So I already talked about dealing with pain management with this, our standards, the aspirin. So aspirins do exist for cats as well. Um, and so they can have pain management. We can use morphine-derived drugs like buprenorphine, buprenex we call it. Um, there are other drugs for later disease processes of arthritis, um, gabapentin, um, amantadine. Those are commonly used for pain management in in arthritic patients. Um, going the other way is for arthritis, their joint supplements actually help reduce inflammation and that does help reduce pain. And then going even further from a, a pseudo-alternative standpoint is we use a lot of laser therapy. <clears throat> laser therapy, by definition, decreases pain and inflammation in pets. And there are new avenues. There's a um, Electromagnetic field loops, um, the company's called a CC, that works really well. So laser works by decreasing pain and inflammation and helping stimulate um, your energy producing cells, the mitochondria to produce energy in the form of ATP. ATP stimulates as EMF loops, electromagnetic field loops stimulate nitric oxide, nitrous, nitric oxide in the blood supply, which has a different approach towards pain. So a lot of times we will actually do both. Now, both these modalities are not something that it's a one and done deal. I will do it once for like an ear infection or an abscess or anything. But if you're talking about arthritis, you have to have multiple sessions. And like acupuncture, you want to do several sessions before you decide is it something that's working and can we wean down so a lot of vets out there have laser therapy there's a lot of vets who do acupuncture um, a lot of vets have these emf loops and so they can provide you with means of doing some pain management and i think that's that's the way i'll leave it is a pets feel pain just like me and you b look out for the signs of pain and if they're in pain and your vet prescribes pain management, follow the course of directions. Something may be permanent. Um, in cases like back pain and so forth, a lot of pain management might be needed permanently. In cases of long-term arthritis, pain management may be needed permanently. Um, so those are things you want to definitely discuss with your veterinarian. And maintain their teeth. Maintain ear cleaning. Keep their toenails trimmed for arthritis. Get them moving. Keep the joint um, limber and the muscle working. Use your joint supplements. If you have dogs that have potential back or disc disease, I've had a couple cases this week, keep them lean, keep them mean. Look for the subtle signs of pain. And it'll really help your pet. And your veterinarian can get in there and help you maintain a happy, pain-free, healthier life. And remember, everyone, love your pet like they live, love you. Pain-free and unconditionally, even though we're a pain in their butts. Take care.